What's up, world? I'm Sway, and this is my inexplicable head wrap. friends fam good morning good afternoon good evening good whatever time you're listening to this uh it's your girls and your guy mj tiara and Lindsay and dean coming to you live with some thug loving for episode six of the boondocks podcast where we're covering um the story of gangstalicious um and on this episode we watch as riley visits his favorite rapper gangstalicious who's been shot and hospitalized but is he really a gangster? Ah, <laughs> uh, but before we get into that, <laughs> <You're a wankster. laughs> but she never popped nothing. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you should have totally played that. Totally had that. <laughs> uh, although, <laughs> let me not make any any commentary on that uh, in regards to gigs delicious. Um, <laughs> Do we want to <gasps> kick off with some oh. intro stuff? Well, uh, what's been happening? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no idea what you're talking about. Um, yeah. <laughs> Hi. Hey. How's everyone doing? <laughs> Fantastic. Uh, you know, we have the giggles because we talk for at least 20 minutes mm-hmm. before we get on. And so Which is we're, deep, we're deep in, in, in the shit, but it's good shit. Absolutely. Absolutely. It it oh, cracks yeah. me up, especially because I literally just before we started was like, why the hell aren't we recording? So <laughs> uh, <laughs> dropping nuggets. Right? Dropping nuggets. I hope uh, everybody's had a great week. Ladies, hello, hello, hello. Yeah. What's uh what's been happening this week? Oof. Anybody got wait, 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 before we talk about the world. Anybody have any good news happening this week? That would be awesome. No? God damn it. Um, no, I'm on deadline. I am just lost. <laughs> I'm I'm out of it. So this will be a good episode. For sure. I have two. I have two things oh, that I'm yay. you know that I'm, I'm you know. um I have discovered a new strain of medicine which mm-hmm. is fire. Um it is great. It's Zuki's. It is a very red um you know haired I mean just dense like it looks like just nugs of red. Um, and normally that puts me to sleep, mm-hmm. makes me hungry and puts me to sleep. But no, it's it's a good combination of both. You get a little lit. Um, you know, you you can relax, um, sit back and watch like I've been doing, watching King of Queen reruns like I've never seen it before. <laughs> but that's what I've been doing. Um, it helped me to write a paper that I remembered at, what, 10.55? p.m. last night Ooh. that it was due at 11.59. Oh, yeah. Like 11.15? <laughs> okay. So, yeah. Um, Help me to get a 750-word paper done. Oh, yeah. Um, Yeah. I mean, a few minutes late. It was like 12.15, but I, I got it done, and it made sense. Um, And so, that's great. So, Zuki's 
and it's not expensive. So out here, we're able to get a nice little eighth for 25 bucks, 20, 25, 20 bucks, 20 bucks. So, yeah, I have to look at Dean. Like, I literally just tell him what I like and he goes to the store for me. (laughs) That's so that's better than a friend of mine who just randomly after five years of us knowing her started smoking. She is a bud tender's dream. She just goes in and goes, she doesn't know how much she goes. Give me this much. Oh, (laughs) this much. And they're like, what strain do you like? I don't know. I don't care. I don't. I'm like, girl, you probably walk out of there spending hundreds Mm. of dollars. She's like, yeah, probably like 200. And I'm like, how much do you get? She's like, I don't know about this much. So I'm like, okay. I I think I average about 120 (laughs) bucks a week, probably. That's about that. That's all right. I don't know what that is in quantity. I just know about how much we spend. (laughs) Yeah, and you guys are probably going to the storefronts, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Yeah. Our our favorite local place uh, has online and you can get a discount if you order ahead. So he Mm -hmm. just basically goes and picks it up. Although this time he asked for some sleeping aids for himself, so... Uh, so yes. they still do in person, like only a couple people can be in the store at a time and everybody has okay. to be far away from each other and everyone wears masks and all of that. Well, next time that anybody needs any recommendations, you know, I'm the MJ Maven. So Dean, I got you <laughs> next time. Um, I can even teach you how to make something for yourself um, that you can take as a tincture. That'll work just as well as, you know, a 60, $80 product that you can get out of the dispensary so yeah we've been we've been talking about because he doesn't he doesn't smoke doesn't want to smoke has no interest whatsoever totally understand that i get it we both quit smoking cigarettes a few years ago and i i feel like for him it could very well be kind of like a gateway um Mm. and he feels that way too so he sticks to like edibles but he hasn't found Mm. like his right groove on that yet um I would probably recommend. I, I will say. I will well. say that the one that I did last night was it was a CBD two to one edible uh, RSO, uh, and nice. that that one that one did pretty well for me. Good. I'm, I'm going to try the one that's all THC tonight, which will probably knock me the fuck out. But that's what you want. Yeah. That's what I'm. Uh, but yeah, <laughs> the one the two to one uh, definitely better than the thirty to one. So awesome. <laughs> I've been telling yes. him that, but yeah. Yeah, you want to go, it's uh, once your body kind of your chemistry gets used to it, you got to start just kind of like anything else. Um, You know, it's a power flower, but it still has to adjust to what's going on. Mm -hmm. So, you know, you want to be able to, I'm glad that you know that now that like that 30 to one, you didn't stick with that and like, oh my God, it's not working. No, you needed to go with something, a two to one, and then probably a one to one once you really find yeah. What's good for you? Well, this um, yeah, this, I recommend this is, the drinks. Yeah, this is drinks, well, this is a, really this good. is a gummy. Uh so uh, I mean, which ends up I mean it's it's gel so it's basically a drink. So Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, yeah. It, it, so yeah, this is this will be a I think I, the, yeah, this will be a one to one uh that I'm okay. doing so tonight. So we'll report back. <laughs> well, we'll talk to you I, next Tuesday when you yeah. wake up. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> and here I am like, "Hey, I'm jumping for joy cuz my favorite strain that I can get at this one short store is there, even though I can't get my other favorite strain at this store because they're sold out right now." So, like, yay, yeah. God's gift. I can't uh, <laughs> Oh, yeah, that's so, so Oh, that's my oh favorite. Oh my gosh. Yeah, so you guys will have to take a trip here. And oh, then it's going to happen. I'll have to take you to It might a be after there's of... a vaccine, but it'll happen. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, especially if we're going to go to a farmer's market, what I call them, um, because that's when you're going to go and get the best for your, you know, your buck. And um, maybe get, like, some THC syrup or, you know, a nice little edible and 
a t-shirt. You know, it's fun. It's good. It's good times. But um, I wish my sister could have met you. I really do. Like you two would have talked for a decade and never stopped about (laughs) weed. Like that's like I can just. Yeah. It's a great thing. That's one of my podcasts. That's, that's, you know, I started off by smoking, giving a nice little quote that means something. And then we get on to all the other stuff. Um, No, but my second thing, I don't take up too much time, is that I am picking, probably picking up a new client. I'll find out on Thursday, which is great because I haven't um, had a new client to do brand education since the great old coronation started. Uh, Yeah. So, yes. So. Two great things. Yay. Oh, now, why don't we have canned applause? What is that? You have oh, it for yeah. that one show. <laughs> I, I, I'm going to need some. I'm, I, don't, I, make some I don't have anything else for that other show. <laughs> I've got. That's true. I, I've, I've got. Let's see. Eight. Uh, I have That's nine. That's the bullshit show, have, right? Yeah. You talk about everything. <laughs> but but yeah, I'm going to have. But I, actually, you know what? Don and I. Let's see. Who's available tomorrow evening at 7 p.m.? I am depending on how long I tape at eight thirty or nine. Okay. Um, my podcast, but I don't have a guest, so it's kind of I'm kind of flexible. I because I, I have another podcast with me and my buddy Don, and <laughs> we're looking for another podcaster to interview. Oh, so boys, I mean, both of I you mean. are both of you are quite welcome. Uh, so I mean, and I'd love to have you both on independently, not just because yeah, of this. But your other podcasts for sure, yeah, exactly. So yeah, I've I've been on it. <laughs> yeah, no, that'd be awesome. I'm looking to to do more um, podcasts with you know, be a guest on more, and then yeah. you know, collab. So like I said, I already want you guys to all come on, um, especially now that I think it's really cool. We're getting you know regular listeners. Yeah, tweet at us and hit us up on Instagram, and you know, like you said last week, our downloads were pretty pretty fierce excited about it do we have an update on that uh we're yeah we're not doing too bad right now i think we're we were close let me hit uh hit our our uh transistors who are uh our hostess and they've been really great 278 downloads as of right this moment awesome so yeah yeah so we're you know (laughs) on our release dates we're getting double digits uh and then you know uh, so for for a new podcast that's not bad at all i mean uh so yeah i mean i and new people are are kind of catching on to us every day like uh i keep seeing things pop up on face or not facebook on twitter of of people because you dean does the uh the boondocks twitter account and Mm -hmm. talks to lots of people and uh other black podcasters and stuff and so that's where some of these like hey you should check out this new show or yeah you know that's where that's been coming from yeah and we've we've gone over 200 followers on there as well oh yeah very cool look at us hey hey. not that i doubted it but yeah so (laughs) love i want you guys to come on um have a good old time on on mine um and then you know and my other one as well my more adult one oh yeah Mm -hmm. anybody listening Um, uh you should be able to find all of these at uh podscare.com uh i I don't know if i have them all on the podscare website or links to uh i've got you know uh, show notes. Show, show notes. Yeah, check the show notes. <laughs> I'll have everything yeah. on the show notes. Uh, so, I mean, I've got yeah, yeah. Show notes. That's why. Do I, we have them on our profile pages I, on the website? I believe we do. I believe. That's I, what I was thinking. I think I've about. got. I think I've got your your. You know the talk of trash and uh, Mary Jane Maven. I think I've got yeah. both of those on our webs on the Boondocks website. So okay. Um, so yeah, yeah I'm and adding. I, um, I'm adding us to my, you know, my all links, you know, how it's a cool <laughs> thing now where you have, you know, which is 
it's more of organization. It actually does help because you can't put all of your links on, you know, your bios on on Instagram and stuff. So right, yeah. um, I need to add I need to add this awesome podcast <laughs> and my my fam here. Let's go ahead and add that. Um, yeah, we're going to have to definitely get together because we're going to have to take some pictures. I mean, we're just, yeah. Oh, yeah, so we're just definitely. all not even on. We're not even on topic. I'm going to say we're not. We're not even off topic. <laughs> well, I mean, we're not. we're we're talking about what's new. We're catching up. True, <clears throat> but True. Uh, exactly. Yeah. Yes. If if we're talking about the world, uh, oh, I mean, do yeah. we have to? I mean, how many Shit, days? How many yeah. days? Two hundred and two hundred and twenty well, days. That, so, well, yeah. No, that's uh, not what uh, I was uh, talking uh, about. I'm sorry. <laughs> That's what I, was I like, thought you were talking 000. about. Like, that. Yeah, <laughs> that's what nope. I thought this was going. Uh, sorry about that. Hold on one second. I should have prepared for this one a little better, but I remember last week I said that I have a friend who's been counting the days. Yeah, so today was 218 since Seattle went into lockdown. Day 218, mm. uh, oh. and um. <laughs> for a while we were doing pretty good now it looks like washington i don't know what's going on but um some outbreak has happened and actually <clears throat> i uh tangentially know a cluster that has happened in the seattle area uh a friend of mine's mom and dad and aunt and uncle and brother-in-law and someone else all got it because they went to a funeral Holy so Whoa. Yeah. So See, people are just way too freaking quick to get back to normal. Right? Like, first of all, there is no normal. So right? once again, sit Anymore, your asses right? down. Well, and there are still ways to just, be able to do stuff. Like I'm I'm true. we're we're planning on on doing something on Halloween weekend, but we're also quarantining for two weeks before and for two weeks after with nothing leaving the house other than maybe getting groceries. But yeah. we're planning on that. And most people are like, oh, I, I've got to live my life. No, no. Y you will live okay. your life in a year once we get through this and have a vaccine. Right. Her yeah, immunity I, is millions of people dying. Up. Right. Um, I don't know why everyone's not talking. <laughs> I know my friend's text me this shit to piss me off they all keep talking about we're doing a big birthday party this weekend oh yeah uh we're gonna do a, a costume party with creative masks and blah 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 time magazine put out an article i swear last week or the week before about the third wave of covid that is coming to mm -hmm. america i don't even know why they're calling it a and third like, wave we we had one it never we had went. one that <laughs> never <laughs> went away yes yes thank you yes like and I, it, it amazes me that people act like they don't know when our our you know cold and flu season is right so we still oh my have God. that guys it's not like covid told them hey i got it this year don't worry about it and they're like your cool. goddamn flu we'll shot like i seriously come on guys it and it's a virus and viruses mutate mm -hmm. i'm not good at science i'm not good and i know that so i don't understand why people aren't getting that i I get the itch. Like everybody was fine. We were talking about it last week. Everybody was TikToking and baking, mm -hmm. you know, bread and and making friendship bracelets and shit. Everybody was fine until it got close to Memorial Day weekend. Then your bored. rights were mm -hmm. yes, your rights were being infringed on. No, because you wanted to go to that pool party. You well, wanted to go to Vegas. Right. And let's like, let's talk about 
you know, right now, October. So we're not even yeah. talking about like, I'm antsy because it's summertime and it's nice outside. Yeah. If you live in Seattle, it's been chilly and windy and raining. So that's not a fucking excuse. Yeah. But, but um, you know, our, <sighs> our resident in chief literally is like, people don't want to fucking hear about it anymore. So we should just stop talking about it. And it doesn't matter anymore. So if people don't want to hear about it, I'm not going to deal with it. I'm not going to talk about it. And well, because he's like, immune. You didn't know that. Right. Exactly. He's immune. Ugh. He's so like, immune. And his family is so immune that Melania still had to like, mm-hmm. she's, she couldn't do an appearance today because she still has a, an aggravating cough or whatever mm-hmm. bullshit. That they's, and I'm like, bitch, she's fucking probably in the hospital it. or something. Yeah, I mean, and that's just all the other people that, you know, like you were saying, a hundred and some odd people that right. were affected. And that was when oh, we right. talked about I it two weeks ago. That. Yeah. Who knows? Yeah, because they're not, they don't want people to know, mm-hmm. you know? Um, but he's not immune I mean, to stupidity. Even um, Chris Christie, Chris fucking Christie came uh, out of yes. the hospital and was like, wear a mask. This is no fucking joke. Mm-hmm. Chris mm-hmm. Christie. Yeah. Come yeah. on. I just. I agree with I Chris mean, Christie. Come on. He, I, I, which, who, who would have ever thought that they would say right? that? Um, but Gosh. yeah, I mean, when you have Giuliani, like, I just, I don't understand how those two together, <laughs> how people go, yeah, that's cool. I like them. It's it makes cult. sense. It, I, it's a cult. A hundred percent. A huge cult. cult. I was. But I'm I, just so done with it, y'all. Right. I have absolutely. Like, no. I, but I, I was talking saying to somebody. Go ahead, go, go ahead. ahead. <laughs> I'll go after you. Oh, I just I was just going to say something horrible, which is like I don't care anymore. Y'all want to go out here and party with each other? Go crazy. You want to die? I'm not. I'm not talking to the wall anymore. You know mm-hmm. that meme where the boy is standing there talking to the bricks? That's where I am on COVID. That's where I am on MAGA. That's where I am on Trump. Mm-hmm. Y'all do you? That is my most infamous line lately. I totally get that. I totally get that. I I was having a conversation with someone earlier about how at this point that they just couldn't believe that the, you know, the cognitive dissonance and the willful ignorance around MAGA people. And I'm like, literally, no, you don't understand. See, I've watched my mother-in-law go from a... Uh, mildly racist, but trying to do better white lady in Texas to like a full on QAnon and Trump supporter. Like Mm. it's a fucking cult and they've been brainwashing them for years. And the people that are stuck in that right now, they, it's not that they're dumb. It's not that they're ignorant. They just, they can't see it anymore. They are so entrenched in this cult that dear leader is the only person they're going to listen to yeah um i don't know if you watch snl but i'm telling you snl they just hit it out of the park whenever you know it's it's around an election Mm -hmm. um um and them talking about asking him about um was it how you pronounce it qanon qanon right qanon qanon so they pronounce it he's like i don't know what that is and then they show him the word he goes oh canon love those guys they're great they're so and i was just like Oh my God. Like, you mm-hmm. know, just making fun just making fun of it, which we definitely need. But I I don't I just I'm just confused. Like I've said before, I would love to be able to sit down with somebody who is in their right mind, you know, who is somebody that uh has the ability to take emotion out of critical thinking. Um, and that will just have a discussion and and hear my point and I can hear theirs. But there I just was, don't. Yeah, there have been a couple of um, 
I'll have to find them and like send them to you later. But there have been a couple articles in the last couple of days, actually. Uh, <laughs> funny enough, it was because I was um, I wanted to make sure I had my facts right on something else that I wanted to talk about in this episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> but it, it was. Oh, now I've lost my train of thought. What was I saying? God damn it. Motherfuck this stupid brain when I'm high. Um, oh, yeah. So all of these. Uh, let's see. Actually, we're going to have to cut this part right here because I need to find the shit to make sure I get it right. Um, sorry about that. I'll just. No. No, you're good. I'll I want to say I think you guys are too up, I wanted kind. to ask if. Oh, no. Go ahead. Since you got it. Go ahead. Well, I was. Oh. Just, yeah. Go ahead. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> I just want to say, I think you guys are too nice to these people. I don't think that they are unaware of what they're doing. I think a lot of people don't want to voice the truth of what they're doing because it would mean admitting I'm not a Christian. I'm Mm. not a good person. I sincerely in my heart of hearts believe that I am the superior race, that I deserve to live in comfort while other people live Mm -hmm. in squalor because they are less than me and they are not chosen. And I want to keep up this 1950s, 40 vision of a perfect life in America. Um, And the rest of you, and this is, it's not even just people who are totally MAGA and QAnon and all this stuff. Mm -hmm. It's the friends and family who say nothing. It's Mm -hmm. all like, okay, you know what? We're going to keep quiet and we're going to let this just happen because at the end of the day, if shit goes left and like, Black people and gay people and trans people, et cetera, end up in concentration camps. I'm good. Mm -hmm. But I'm sorry. Carry on. No, that actually. Thank you. Because that was exactly what I was kind of trying to remember. Um, I was reading an article earlier uh, that had to do with something that I want to talk about later in the show. And within the article, they were there was a video of them interviewing this group of rich Trump supporters who literally were like. I don't care what he says. What matters to me is what happens to my money. And that's that's mm-hmm. basically, mm-hmm. you know, you've got two kinds of Trump supporters. You've got the ones that don't give a shit as long as they're making money. And you've got the the ones that are the cult members. So and that's yeah. how it is in almost any cult. You've got the people who are going to benefit from it and the people that are being shit on. So the people who are benefiting from it can get what they're benefiting from. Yeah. And add so. the uneducated to the, you know, I, well, I'm no, not no, going to say. Not even that. Like, well, I'm, I'm going to say the uneducated in, in the belief that they, um, oh, I'm just like, I'm, what I was getting ready to say a certain um, group. And this is based, I love Vice. Um, I watch mm. like everything mm-hmm. Vice. And they were in West Virginia, you know, and they were in the area that, you know, coal mining was huge. And they all literally thought that he was going to bring coal mining back. And I'm like, yeah. were you also going to get in a time machine and go back to the 1900s or eight? Like, what do you mean you like? And they really believe that. And now they're like, well, I don't know what I'm going to do because I'm facing foreclosure. Well, you know, so it's like I feel like those people were just so uneducated because they either aren't into politics or it was just that they wanted the opposite of Obama because they felt some way about Obama deep down. That's so that's part of it. Mm-hmm. I, yeah. I definitely believe that's part of it. But I also believe that for certain people, especially people in like the Midwest, mm-hmm. um, politics is something that happens Every four years, maybe every two years, Mm -hmm. if it, you know, if they're like, if they've moved from a city, probably, Mm -hmm. you know, almost every person that I, and I met a lot of people in roller derby, almost every person I met in roller derby who was in that Midwest area, unless it was an election year, they didn't know shit and it wasn't their fault. It's 
their community, their surroundings, mm-hmm. their mm-hmm. local news. Nothing is is like tuning them into the outside world. Yeah. And so like when I when I was talking again, uh, talking about my mother in law earlier about living in an echo chamber, that it's not necessarily willful. It's she lives in Texas, where mm-hmm. the majority of of uh, Texas is Trump supporting. Mm-hmm. So therefore, everything surrounding her is propping up her beliefs already. And then everything that she's watching on Fox News and whatever other things that she's watching are just confirming the things that she already thinks. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, then you got you got 50 Cent out there going, I don't care that Trump doesn't let doesn't like black people. All I care about is my money. You I know, mean, think- <laughs> I, and he's not the only one. Like, right. I, I saw that story and there's <sighs> at least 10 other, um, uh-huh. you know, black uh-huh. entertainers, rappers, whatever you want to call them, moguls that are also voting for him. And they're very Y'all, we're talking about, about the show. You don't know this, but we are. <laughs> yes, yes, we are. It, it's all, it's all wrapping up together. We're in it already. <laughs> yes. But no, it, uh-huh. it, 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 um, it amazes me because, um, and this is a question I wanted to ask you guys. If Have you ever heard about the um, Bohemian Grove? Yes. I just watched a documentary on it Friday night. So what is that one? Tell me that one. So it is a location um, in the Redwood, like Redwood Forest. And it is right around here. Yeah. yeah, And it's it is where the powerful um, get together once a year. And it's so super private, like, and everything that you have to men do. Men only. Men only. Not and, surprised. of course, men that are <laughs> non-melanated. Um, and yep. they say this is where they decide on who the next president is, who's going to be, you know, groomed to go for governor of a big state like California or whatnot to then be groomed into being president. Um, supposedly, there is the best coke <laughs> ever. There are mm-hmm. there are prostitutes shipped in. Um, there's nothing but alcohol and they're getting together and they're making these super important decisions about about our government, about our judicial system, about our everyday lives. And um, yeah, I, I it's crazy. It's it's I've looked into it a lot of different ways because I was like, is this like an urban myth? No, it is not. Look at this. What I said to my husband, he's like, "Why are you listening to this conspiracy theory shit?" Because I had it on the big TV. No, Google it. It is on Wikipedia. It is. This is not like a secret. It's like a like an open secret. Yeah. Uh, What's that freaking play where the letters on the table or whatever? It's like hidden in plain sight. They say all the big families, the Mercers, Mm -hmm. the Bushes, Mm -hmm. the Kennedys, um, the Rockefellers, J.P. Morgan, all of them. Like their families are all in this shit. Yeah. Um. They do weird plays that are supposed to be disgustingly yes. misogynistic. Yes. Um, a fake human sacrifice. It's yes. just crazy. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't mean to laugh. I just, I'm watching Dean's can. face and he's so like anti anything like that, that it's, it's so adorable. Like I will watch shit about conspiracy theories. I don't tend to believe them, but um some, I, I would this believe shit, that something like that is real because well, fuck, look at our fucking country right now. Yeah, Come on. I mean, look at it. Look, you go, go to YouTube and there are several people that have tried to get in. And there's one guy mm-hmm. who like he takes you directly to where the limos, you know, like park and stuff. And it's like, you know, even the limo drivers like, who are you? What's going on? You know, but it's it is crazy. They're helicopter pads so people can, you know, fly in on their helicopter. Yeah. So the reason why I say that by secret service. Yeah. Yeah. So the reason why I ask that is because I feel that that plays into like 
the mindset of certain parts of our country is molded by things that happen at, you know, at events like that. Um, you know, when those that have the power, they get together and they kind of just play puppeteer. You know, um, I know it's also their everyday life and what they're exposed to as well. But I think it's, in, you know, it's definitely influenced by by, uh, you know, those politicians or whoever. Can I, can I just pl- make a joke? Because Please. I keep having the image of that Simpsons episode from like, I don't know. 20 years ago we do yes who makes steve Gutenberg a star <laughs> like oh my fucking god we yeah they decided yes, <laughs> who yes. the fuck would make steve Gutenberg a star <laughs> yes yes stonecutter oh my god yes yes um, thank you i'm so glad you guys picked that up because i was like oh, in my yes. head going <laughs> the whole time oh, i <laughs> love like the simpson was my first like first love with adult cartoons and then oh, family guys. guy like family when i was guy, in fourth I grade way too we sang do the bartman because it was popular that year oh my god yes, <laughs> yes. Oh, Get oh in deep deep trouble yes. right oh my gosh oh, shit. Up. mow the lawn on the <laughs> double um but i think you guys are still too nice i have no i mean i understand it may be harder to educate yourself when everything around you is encouraging you to remain uneducated but um and this is not me bragging one time a guy came up to me in a bar and he's like you're the most beautiful woman i've ever seen around here i said you must not read magazines huh Like you have magazines, you have TV, you have the internet. There is no reason for you to be uh, living in the dark unless it's like I keep blowing this up all over Twitter, like how my mom and I were talking about some family bullshit one day. And she said, why are you even focusing on this? Anyone who wants to know the truth knows it. Everyone else who's out here telling these other versions, that's a choice. It's a choice to be ignorant. Like if you see like. I was talking about, I don't know anything about NSARS, right? I don't know shit about it, but mm-hmm. I kept seeing my friends on Twitter retweet it. So I looked it up. What is NSARS? Oh, shit. Let me start retweeting the shit with them. All the unrest about the police in Nigeria. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it is. It takes two seconds. Why are black people so upset? It takes two seconds, you know? But well, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, I, I get that. And I be- agree with that wholly. I also have a couple of really leftist friends who pick up and left Seattle a couple of years ago to buy a farm in Montana. And this is their first time going through a presidential election while living there. And they struggled to find the information, just simple information about like who their down ballot races were where they lived. It's not Mm. it's not put out there for access. And the the world that they live in, it's just not done and so therefore they don't i don't want i don't want to call them stupid just simply because their world just does not acknowledge these things are going on and if they are not if short of and i will say that there is not very good internet out where they live so yeah that's also that's a part of it like it's in a lot of those rural places, it's uh, what do you call it? DSL, which or, amazes me. Like, come right on, we're not a third world country. Right. Like, come on, guys. Um, but or yeah, satellite. or satellite, yeah, exactly. Yeah, which, yeah. Those are not always reliable. I, you know, shit. Just satellite TV goes out yeah. when there's a fucking storm. Mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. 
So dogs it's still too nice to me. No, I, I no, but I get it. I get it. I I call my in-laws out. They are rich white Republicans in Texas. They my stepdaughter and her mother and her mother's mother and me all go on and like refute every single fucking thing that they say. But there's still more. There over and over again. It'll be something like, "Did you hear about that SEAL Team Six got murdered by blah 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 blah?" And we'll go, "Okay, that's actually a really really bad lie." And here's why we know this. And then it'll be five minutes later. Well, blah 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 blah. Abortion. Blah 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 blah. Like it's it's just for some it's of them just regurgitating what what they hear, what yeah. they have access to, which is unfortunately very influential and wrong like fox news and so i think there's different categories of ignorance is all i'm saying i feel um i think it would be so the way that i would express it is i'm i'm like kind of in between i get it because of you know i know that there's certain parts of the country where i'm like you guys are like napoleon dynamite like it is 2020 what the hell is going on you know like walmart is the shit to them and their Mm. walmarts are like behind times (laughs) because you can get some cute clothes walmart but i feel like out there they're still like very much you know 1989 but anyways um I do feel that we also have so much more access if you want to know. Mm-hmm. Um, so I feel like they are ignorant on the kids, um, aspect of, yeah. yeah, of why don't you want to know? I I want to continue to learn about so many things. So And that's I why so see... much of the Midwest is dying because the children are moving away yes. because they want to learn more. And yeah. the adults who live there are like, but this is what it is. I don't know why you're changing everything. Yeah. Because yeah. the world is fucking changing. And if you are, again, if you knowingly are ignoring things that are going on, that's one thing. Mm-hmm. If you don't even know what's going on, that's a whole nother level of complicated. Like, yeah. you're choosing not to go and look for more, for sure. The The knowing it and still going along with it, that's, for me, like... That's where I feel like it's a full on like treacherous, traitorous thing, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. um, like I know that my stepdaughter has told her grandmother that if she votes for Trump, she's never going to talk to her again. But her grandmother does not believe that that's going to happen. She just it's it's just blinders. There's nothing outside of what she believes is happening. And like there is a whole bunch of those fucking people out there and they scare the shit out of me and how we can't fathom it they can't fathom how we think and how we feel right Um, right exactly don't get it you know Mm. and then we be you know we're hippies or whatever else scary fucking anarchist anarchist that took over seattle and burned it down even though it literally was one square block and Mm -hmm. the only burning that happened was done by by cops so anyway sorry yeah (laughs) and we can move on after this but this is why i still can't give the pass right because here you are, right? Here are the people I love. Here's my granddaughter telling me, mm. please listen to me. I'm hurting. Please listen to me. Please, I'm begging you. Hear what is going on. Um, I have one girlfriend who's adopted and she talked to me and she has cried to me because she was adopted. She is, I mean, technically she's an alien, mm. um, even though she was adopted by white people in America and how she pleaded and begged with them to see her perspective during the 2016 election. Mm. and while she thinks her dad did hear what she said and voted uh, for Hillary, she said, I'm certain my mom voted for Trump and she will not 
address it with me, but I can tell that, that she feels bad now. But when your daughter came to you and pleaded and begged with you to just hear her, right? You didn't need the internet. You didn't need a book. You didn't need a magazine. You had someone who loved you the most telling you, I am being hurt by what's going on right now. And I don't know. I can't accept that you couldn't hear that. You chose to put a damper on it and do what you proceeded to do. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's it's tough. And this is a new space for me as well. Like, listen, I've always had my left-leaning socialist bullshit opinions and da-da-da-da-da. But um, my empathy, my sympathy, um, my vibe high for people is at an all-time low. I am now at the stage of, oh. you know what? You get what you get for what you've done. Mm-hmm. So keep voting for Trump. Keep going out and celebrating. And y'all do you. And, you know, that's it. I mean, yeah. y'all have only just recently known me, but like I joke and my friends joke that my empathy is like off the charts. And it's ridiculous. It's why I do what I do and why I can get through what I do. And so it's my mm-hmm. superpower. I, I totally agree with that. But yeah, I'm as empathetic as I am as as understanding of human development and psychology and all of that as I am, I am fully supportive that my husband has cut off ties with his mother. I am fully supportive Mm -hmm. that my stepdaughter is threatening to basically cut off ties with, with grandmother. My stepson who is 17 and is really, really struggling with why grandma's doing this i will support him whatever he chooses but i that relationship is dead and mm-hmm. um not sure she knows that yet because every once in a while she'll still tag me in something which is really weird because i don't follow her on facebook anymore mm-hmm. like i literally go to her page to refute shit that she posts publicly and that's the only thing i do <laughs> So, yeah, it's it's really weird having it be your own family. I am constantly trying to check in with Dean and see how he's feeling. But I also, like, know that he's just basically, like, given up. So, yeah, yeah, he's nodding. So, I mean, there's just a level of um, passive aggressiveness that comes with that. And I think that, you know, when we get to a certain age, we understand that it's just so much, you know, healthier to not have negative energy. And yeah. and if and if that mm-hmm. I mean, I, the, the saying goes, you know, not all family is blood. And unfortunately, sometimes those are the people that, you know, that do come and go in your life. Um, mm-hmm. And it's just it's just the fact, you know, with with families. Um, so it's. Just as, you know, you have friends of 20 and 30 years, I've recently, you know, um, in the past probably year, have ended some relationships with people that I've known for 20 something years and can easily say, you know, that I thought you were like a sister and whatnot. But Mm -hmm. once something very trivial, you know, came and came into play, it just allowed me to say, you know what, I'm okay, and I'm going to let go. Whereas you know, Tiffany or Mary Jane, um, you know, the younger me, the the passionate, um, I want everybody to like me, Aries, but also fuck you, Aries, you know, was finally like, you know what? I have enough people, you know, in my life and I just don't have the time or the energy. So I think we we come to that point and you have to come to terms with it. 
you know, just like they have to come to terms with the the loss of a, a relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, and more than likely, yeah. they probably won't. The older that they are, the more, you know, stubborn and set in their ways that they are. So they, yeah, it's like they have beer goggles, but a different type of, you know, goggles that just <laughs> keeps yeah. everything kind of screwed up for them. I know what you mean. I, uh, the last couple of years, it's so it started probably with Kaepernick kneeling for mm-hmm. the national anthem. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. um, and it was almost like one by one, I was ending friendships left and right because so many people could not understand what that was really about. Yes. And I, yeah. like for me, that was when my heart really started breaking. And when I started, like when you talk about being cynical, for me, this is cynical. Like I struggle with believing that everything is going to be okay. I have... I'm I'm in the process of making sure that my dual citizenship is valid. I'm just waiting on another piece, one more piece of paperwork before I file everything. And my contingency plan is I'm moving to fucking Canada in a couple of weeks, potentially. Like, I don't want to fucking do that. So but... happy I know you because I'm saying Drake has not answered any of my letters. <laughs> so I'm going to have to find somewhere else to go. But no. Yeah, no, I, I, I'm with. It's a scary reality. This fucking country yeah. is so. Think, okay, I was high earlier thinking about this and just really thinking about how. Well, it, I, thinking about how the quote unquote United States it's really like four different countries, and somehow we're trying to get along mm-hmm. being four different countries. Mm-hmm. You know, you've got the West Coast, which essentially. If you uh, did, let's see, um, West everything west of the mountains, basically going all the way down mm-hmm. from BC to California uh, to Mexico, that's all yep. very liberal land. Mm-hmm. You know, you've got Seattle, Portland, Sacramento, LA, Bay Area. Uh, um, I can't think of what else, San but Diego. San Diego, yeah. <laughs> right? So all mm-hmm. of these cities that are very, very blue. And the, uh, well, I should say, ideologically, we're very blue, uh, comparatively. (laughs) And then you've got the east side of the mountains plus the Midwest, which all kind of has that same mentality, in my opinion. Then you've got the south. Then you've got the northeast. And we are not one United States. We are... 50 states and a bunch of territories that all have been left to die by Mm -hmm. our quote-unquote leader. And why are we still doing this? Why are we still... Yeah, anyway. Fall of Rome, and I don't want to move to Canada, but I'm... It's going to be ready if I have to. It's a good plan. Yeah, you're not being foolish about it. Yeah. And And that's the hardest thing. I've put it off. (laughs) Go ahead. Uh, anybody I that thinks say that's America not is is delusional. I mean, that's my favorite word with yeah. these people that are acting like we don't live in the times that we live in. But yeah, go ahead, Lindsay. I'm sorry. Hun. Oh yeah, I always say it. Um, America was built as two countries from inception, right? We had the ideology that was presented: all men are created equal, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, et cetera, et cetera. But then you set out and you put all these rules in the situation, like only landowners could mm-hmm. vote. Mm-hmm. Black people are, mm-hmm. you know, three, uh, three fifths of a person. Mm-hmm. Da, 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 da. Mm-hmm. So you always had the Republican Party and the more quote unquote democratic, although we know 
the conservative party and the liberal party. Yes. You always had these two ideals going on. One, this notion that anyone could come here and live a free, happy Hmm. life. Mm -hmm. And this other notion uh, of, you know, the wealthy, the educated, quote unquote, and the rich run this shit and the rest of you deal with it. It, They were both in there from inception. Um, Now, that's why I think you see like the clash happening in ideologies now, because what's happening is it's come to the point where, the, the ruling class says, well, listen, the Constitution says I'm supposed to rule this shit. You know, I'm going to run this mm-hmm. shit like y'all mm-hmm. need to get over it. Mm-hmm. Immigrants get out. Black people deal with mm-hmm. it. And you have everyone else saying, well, wait a minute. I thought I could come here to live a free and happy life. We're going to fight this shit out. Um, and so both sides have their valid points and all that kind of shit. My breaking point with that, I always say, is that one of these parties, you know, there are other doctrine human beings have agreed upon one being universal human rights Mm -hmm. one of these parties is suppressing universal human rights so it's not okay but i do think that is what is going on in america now is the battle for the soul of the country i do think those founding fucking fathers in a way did this shit on purpose not saying they wanted some kind of split to their schism to happen but they wrote it the way they wrote it so you had to know it was going to come here because you were some smart motherfuckers. So, you know, it kind of is what it is. I don't know what it's going to be. Um, I don't know. And that's that. Yes. I'm actually, uh, I'm, I, I'm going to have Dean play one of my clips right now because what we're talking about, um, I feel like there's something right now going on that's pretty relevant. And uh, since we, should technically be talking about the show. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Are you here for the boondocks? Oh, sorry. The rep was now was your age. Ice Cube. The dude that makes family movies? He was a gangster rapper? He was so gangster. I used to have dreams that Ice Cube came to my house and killed my whole family. And for some reason, I thought he was so cool and I wanted to be him. When I started to act like that, like a killer, People like me, girls, you know, whatever. But I really wasn't that person. And finally caught up with me. And I'm sorry you got caught in the middle. Okay. So. (sighs) Unpacking that little scene. Regardless of the fact that they are tied up in the trunk of a car. Being led to where they think that they're going to die. Ice Cube. Who, when I was a kid was a scary motherfucker who yelled Sorry, about I'll be right back ladies mm-hmm, who yelled about yeah. white supremacy and you know fuck cops and you know we're going to do gangster shit is now working with our president or at least his people in some sort of in my opinion misguided attempt to prop up black people and like I understand the um what is it the contract for America I think is what it's called that uh, contract for Black America that Ice Cube is trying to promote right now, um, but the problem is he, they are choosing to push their idea at a time when we are less than two weeks. Uh, as of this recording before the election, people are actively voting mm-hmm. right now. And he 
started working with one political party because the and the other political party said, we want to work on this. We just need to focus on the election right now, which is really fucking valid. But what it looks like is Cube is sitting there going, they're both terrible, but one group is willing to talk to me. So it makes it almost seem like he's even though he refuses to endorse anybody and is, you know, really quick to say he's not a Democrat or a Republican, I actually kind of find that to be a problem more than anything right now because he's yeah, working with absolutely. very, very firm white supremacists. Like, there's no fucking yes. question. There is no way. Like, to me, this is a hard boundary, hard line, yeah. something that should never be crossed. That right. man sat on TV and said to a group of white supremacists, <laughs> stand down, but stand by or whatever the wording was. Mm-hmm. What else? What else do any of you need? Right. I, I don't understand. You can make all the contracts you want and talk about all the initiatives you want to work on with this man. He just said to you. I'm on standby to have you murdered. How about mm-hmm. that? It's just not. And not just that. Like, I don't know. The, the whole administration makes a huge deal about how Black Lives Matter is a, like a, an Antifa is a terrorist, terrorist. organization. Yeah. When literally the whole point of both Black Lives Matter and quote unquote Antifa, which is not a singular group. Thank you very much. <laughs> Um, the thing that they are fighting against is the oppression of people of color. And so it's pretty fucking obvious when you have the leader of entire country go, well, they're terrorists and they're bad guys. And just because they're the ones who are, you know, humanitarian, (laughs) let's forget that fucking word. (laughs) I don't know. I'm. (laughs) That's how I feel about the whole thing. I'm with you. Fuck. And and this is how I'm feeling about people in general lately. It's like you're so into the minstrel show is not the word. But it, it might, is. It could partially yeah. be in this. It kind of yeah. is. Kanye and 50. Come on. And you're just so and that Kanye and 50 and Ice Cube that you are mm. so OK with being in this. And even just like other people to me, like the. I was talking to one of my girlfriends on Twitter and said, like, the silence that is going on right now. I know many people aren't comfortable talking about politics and shit or, like, being so open about what they're feeling, given that this country could turn any way at a moment's notice, Mm -hmm. especially in two weeks. Mm -hmm. Uh Uh-oh. Can you hear me? Yay! Yay! There you are. Okay. Yeah. I have no idea. Uh, Yeah, it was really funny. It was like, and you were just stuck over and over and over again. Yes. (laughs) The techno remix. We're going to have to sample that. Remix. (laughs) (laughs) It's the ghost of Ice Cube reprimanding me. Yeah, I I have to go to the restroom, but I am so, like, I know whatever you guys said, I fully agree with that man. I am disappointed. Disappointed in him. Mm-hmm. I don't know if disappointed is is even a strong enough word. Like when it first like broke, I was like, okay, well, whatever. That maybe it's not what it seems. But like literally, he's he's like, 
nah, Democrats and Republicans are both bullshit. And so here's this thing. And only the Republicans wanted to talk to me about it. Yeah, look at your fucking timing, yeah, dude. Yeah, All you're doing yeah, right now is giving yeah. them free advertising. Right. And I feel like you should be smarter than that, Cube. Come on. Right. Like, come, come on. Um, You've been at this game long fucking enough. Yeah, come on. That just lets you know. You look yes, real on. unfamiliar right, right now, Ice Cube. <laughs> right? Yeah. For real. Like, for real. Like, for real. I love that. Game recognizes green, yes. Grandpa. Yes. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's kind of like the best I mean, segue into talking about the <laughs> Talking more about the episode more. Yeah, <laughs> so, let's come more back in that. Yeah. <laughs> Dean, you must have fun editing these episodes. <laughs> right. oh, he loves them. He loves them. He doesn't edit much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I don't take a lot out. I, I, leave, I, leave most of the, I, I leave most of the juicy bits in, so. <laughs> Pretty much I'll go, yeah. hey, there's this one thing that I really screwed up on. I need you to edit. Other than that, <laughs> you'll just put it out. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I've done a few of those. I trust that yeah. you'll be like, I don't think she meant to say blog blog below, and so you'll like fix it for me. So, I'm um, I'm good. Yeah, 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 totally. And other than that, <laughs> leave it in there because if I said it, I want people to hear it. No. <laughs> oh, all right. So Same. now that we have uh, talked about Ice Cube and all his glory, uh, just, yes. and that was just like literally just a throwaway line in a, a throwaway joke in this show that literally at this moment has meaning in our lives. Mm -hmm. And it's just, it's kind of ridiculous mm -hmm. that, right. You know, what was this 15 years ago? We decided ish. So about 15 years ago, mm -hmm. ice cube was just starting to really make family friendly movies. Yes. I can't remember what, what the one was called, but it was like, um, are we there yet? Like, are we yeah, done yet? Yes. Are, yes, girl. He went so, from like, yeah. he was a movie star in Friday, yeah. but Friday was still very much like black culture mm -hmm. and, mm -hmm. and, Barbershop was he wasn't he in Barbershop? Yeah. Yep. So very much in black culture and not family friendly. And then he started making kids movies, which is cool. I I have no problem with yeah, that. My kids love all of those. I can't stand them, but they love them. <laughs> Same. Um, <laughs> but it's like since then, he's I don't know. You know he he started a basketball league, and I I get that. Like I get that he you know is trying to. Uh, display ownership, you know, and by saying we can have another league other than the NBA, you know, um, mm -hmm. and I, th I think that's awesome because, you know, there are, you know, artists that can get together, Diddy's and, and 50s and DJ Collins and Drake's and, you know, make our own NFL league or something like that where people have more, more ownership. So I like that. Um, but I think that because you are starting to make more money and you're becoming much more of a businessman, you're doing what everybody else is doing. It's what's best for your bottom line because you're uh -huh. speaking as if my thing was everyone, when he started, I said, so to the everyday person, to somebody who makes $50,000 a year for a family of five and they're living uh -huh. their best life, but they're sitting here and they're listening to you. What is the alternative? You know, like you're, you're saying that we, you know, as black people, we just fall into Democrats and we just played, you know, their, their, their pawn and okay. But that has to do with our culture, how we were raised, you know, kind of things is passed down. And I don't care what you say. They do speak. I don't, I don't get the rhetoric that Democrats don't speak for black people or try to help black people because yeah, you know, I, I know that there are problems. I know that there's poverty, but the Republican Party does not represent our lifestyle um, and doesn't yeah. represent what's in our, our best interest. Now, when you come to the crimes and the the three strike laws and different things like that, OK, you know, 
Um, but then again, it's, there there is no party that is or here yeah. for black interest. Yeah, yeah. yeah, there's no such thing as a as a political party that is working in our best interest. What we have is a few politicians sprinkled throughout mm-hmm. what we can like cling on to, like AOC and uh, 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 Ilhan Omar, Omar and like all of these mm-hmm. wonderful, amazing women of color. Let's be absolutely clear on this women of color Mm -hmm. who are speaking for us Mm -hmm. everyone else pretty much is a white man representing somebody with money yes if they are not someone with money themselves like all this bullshit right can we talk about the bullshit of you know both parties in saying you know trump is a businessman therefore the normal man will understand him or uh, Joe's from Scranton, Ohio. He's a normal guy. Da, da, da. Neither fucking Working one of them has any idea what it's like to be a normal fucking human. Period. End of story. Let's look at your tax, you know, your tax you know, filings. <laughs> Those who will report it. But like Joe Biden came out and what this man made like a, a quarter of a million dollars or three quarters of a million dollars or something like why you catch the train every day like what do you do you know what i'm saying but you cannot relate to uh you Mm -hmm. know ryan jones or you know and his family and the fact that he works for pepsi and you know wants to live in a nice you know area and and own a home and whatever else like you can't relate to that because you're you've been you're so far removed from it i don't care how much you try um, and I, I like Uncle Joe. I call him Uncle Joe. He reminds me of just like old uncle <laughs> that you just go, oh, Uncle Joe. Yep. Oh, you know. Um, I mean, granted, I had an aunt who thought it was really cute to refer as my baby pictures. As, Isn't this the cutest little jigaboo you ever seen in your life? <sighs> so, you know, aunts and uncles. <laughs> yeah, right. I mean, come on. You guys have not been to moment. a holiday dinner. <laughs> And a grandma or a grandpa, mainly grandpa or an uncle or an aunt has said mm. something that you're like, what? You know, and it's usually when you have like your black college friend with you and then they want to say something crazy. So, we, you know, <laughs> we, we know these things happen um, and we can't change them, but we can work on what it is that we do and being accountable and being honest about all the things that add to, um, you know, the the dissension that happens and the fact that people don't feel like they need to vote because they feel like it doesn't represent them or it doesn't help. Um yeah. Yeah. And that's something I struggled with this year. Um, like when when Bernie backed out, actually before that, because we could see that it was gonna Poor happen. Bernie, he just tried. Um he's you know, he's not he's not anywhere near a politician that like aligns with everything that I believe in. But the fact that they think that such basic human needs are far left Mm -hmm. expectations like i'm so fucking proud to call myself a psycho leftist when i hear shit like that because all that bernie wants is for people to have life yep (gasps) liberty Mm -hmm. what What? 
And the pursuit of happiness. It's almost as if that's Mm -hmm. his job. Right. And and where did he get that idea from? (laughs) Where did he get that face from? But you're right. I mean, people calling him a socialist. And I'm like, well, you know what? Mm. Then I'll be that. Like, I completely believe in taking care of others. And And weaponizing it. Yeah. Yeah. I don't don't get it, you know. And I loved him. I don't care if he's 9,000 years old. Um, (laughs) You know, I don't care if he's yelling at you. Croak on me, daddy. You know, right? (laughs) No, no (laughs) politician. No politician is perfect. As much as we hope that that there will be people leading us who reflect our ideas, nobody is going to make it to that point and still have the same ideas that we have. They it can't. just isn't going to happen when there's four countries trying to rule as one. Yes. yes. So <laughs> you have to make everybody like, happy. And then your job is really the face. There's others mm-hmm. that make the decisions and you just have to decide which one's best. I mean, right. And, and that's mm-hmm. why Obama was good, because he actually was a literal centrist. Mm-hmm. He believed that everyone should have education and housing and jobs. But he was like, but we still need to kill this fucker over here because right. he's scary and he mm-hmm. might attack us. Yeah, he was a realist. So, he knew or, what he could do. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I think going into that that position, you should be realistic about what it is that you can do in four, possibly eight years. Don't think yeah. that you're going to change the fucking world. OK, because right. it's not going to happen. You're going to benefit from whatever right the you know the the person that held the office <laughs> did before you and then hopefully you're going to implement some things that the next person could benefit off of um but you know it's like a it's like a long going you know um days of our lives you know um stefano's still around you know what are we gonna what are we gonna do <laughs> stefano yes. it's funny i was talking about this with my sister literally before we hopped on this call and she was we were having this discussion and she was like well I don't know what people expected from Obama he did a good job he was president for all which is basically what you guys are saying but um I'm having such regrets right now because I almost dropped Uncle Ruckus's song he's singing in the hospital (laughs) into my clips for the episode but then I was like well what what am I going to say about this let me just leave it it. out but it is so Mic drop. That's all. You're yeah, like, I don't have a point. That's and just it would have been perfect hear. right yes. now. <laughs> now yes. Dean's gonna sing it, and I'm gonna have to hear it. It's terrible. <laughs> yes, but he should. He should. It is perfect. <laughs> I'm glad his mic isn't on. All you can hear is like the the <laughs> from my background. Uncle right Ruckus spits I pulled it up though to read the lyrics. Like sometimes he really does. It's very. Oh shit! Did he say though, that, yeah. but sometimes you know he kind of knows what he's talking about. Um. And the way that Aaron Magruder puts that together and the pieces, the puzzle pieces that he puts together in this episode and the different, um, you know, the different views and, uh, you know, Mm -hmm. topics it brings up and just all kind of weaves together. Um, And it's still hilarious. Like, you know, when Riley wraps up and he's just lying his entire little black ass off. Um, We got a clip for that. Ooh, ooh, do it. What are these kids doing today? And you really shot one of them dudes at the hospital. Oh, hell yeah. See, Gangstalicious dropped his gun, right? And I picked it up and I was like, kaplow, kaplow. It was like some old John Woo shit. Ah, let me take my medication. I need to take my medication. And then Gangstalicious start crying and shit. And I'm like, quit crying, you little bitch. You should have seen me. I was so gangster. What the heck is going on around here? Love exactly. I, I love that. I love that clip. That I, I love that you picked that clip. But I love that clip because it, for me, really just is like Riley just 
is so it's that cognitive dissonance, dissonance thing. He's he's buying into the gangsta lifestyle. He mm-hmm. um, and that's exactly kind of like what my clip was saying too, where he was like, "I idolized Ice Cube and I wanted to be like him, and eventually I ended up being this hard ass, and I have to keep this, you know, this persona going and blah 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 blah." Like that's all of that is toxic masculinity and toxic black culture, like being propped up by media and. I love that you bring that up because that that leads right. into my clip and the two <laughs> biggest things that I took from this episode, which was one, um, and uh, the I guess we could kind of play the clip where he says like I'm scared, you know, basically like I'm fronting type of thing. Uh, yeah, you may. How you gonna drop the gun, gangster? Delicious. That is not gangster. That's very not gangster. Man, I can't believe this. You a fraud. Oh, oh, oh I'm a fraud. You scared too? I'm eight. Okay, fine, fine, whatever. I'm a fraud, I'm a fraud. I'm just an average normal dude. I don't want to do this stupid shit no more. I'm tired of getting shot. Help. It's like going to heaven and finding God smoking crack. (laughs) This whole episode is Riley seeing that his idea of black culture is really toxic and and not good. And yet at the end, he's still like... He stays steadfast in it. Yes, yeah. Yeah. So that is... Right um, into it. I think that the broader message that that says to me is that unfortunately, you know, um, our, our, our black men, they feel this need to... Um, to live in this this non-toxic, you know, which of course, you know, leads off to not be, you know, no homo type of situation. Um, But Uh in in order for me to express how much of a man I am, then I'm going to do something like, you know, act like I'm this huge gangster and I'm not, like I'm the Mm -hmm. sweetest person ever. I like garden or whatever else. But that goes back to our families being torn apart and our men being put in jail where we never had that. The men never had that ability to be the man that they're supposed to be, which is to be a father and to be a husband and to be there for your family. So they have to, you know, they have to exert it another way. And it's, it's the trauma, the trauma that a lot of um, our black men deal with Mm -hmm. that. They don't realize that they deal with because you live up to a lot or you try to live up to a lot every day. And so unfortunately now it's reflected in, and not so much, you know, there's still those that, you know, that tout that they do this and that, but they're usually called to the carpet. You know, that's the good thing about social mm-hmm. media and people like wanting to put people on blast is that they do kind of call people out. But you have white America who ignores it and they still buy the music and they still keep, you know, these these rappers or these people in this persona where it becomes detrimental to them because nine times out of ten. Well, I'm not going to say it that high, but a good amount, they're dying, you know, and and um, they're going to jail because they're trying to live this lifestyle. So, um, yeah, Dean, Dean actually uh, just reminded me that that works. Your your other clip also works here. So he's going to say that. that. Get out of my head. <laughs> we now return to Gangsta Delicious Resurrection. The judge allowed Gangsta Delicious's music to be introduced as evidence at his assault trial. They played for the jury a track called Play It For The Jury. Play it for the jury, the defendant and the plaintiff, the court reporter and the plaintiff. Play it for the jury, the defendant and the I keep telling these people this shit is supposed to be just music, you know what I'm saying? I mean, you really think about it, is it worth it? You know what I'm saying? I mean, somebody could get hurt. For real. <laughs> 
So I love that you brought that up because that was going to lead right into, you know, the the acting, um, you know, putting on a facade. So I don't know if mm-hmm. you guys heard about the rapper and I'm using that very loosely in my air quotes. His name is Noop Bizzle. And he's Sorry. from, yeah, well, yeah, um, it, it gets better. I can't, I can't help it. He help was um, just arrested on three federal charges for EDD fraud for claiming and getting $1.2 million in EDD claims. Do you want to know how he got caught? Because he made a song called oh, EDD. Oh, this guy. No. Yes. Yes. I was gassed. No fucking way. I, yeah. Come on. I had, I had the clip like, I, yeah, I don't, maybe, look, and this is a sad thing. It kind of knocks, but it is just <laughs> stupidest shit ever. Like, you legit <laughs> got on and caught the song EDD and you say in it, I got rich off of EDD. So, I hope that, uh, I, I don't know what I hope for you because I hope that maybe somebody looks up to you in the in the pen in the federal penitentiary and um maybe you can make a song about how you got you know something from the commissary i don't know but you legit made a song and now you are facing 22 years and these are fed charges what is their percentage 95 percent or some shit like 98 like yeah 1.2 1.2 million. First of all, if you're that smart, do something else with your life, fuckhead. Because you just hustled $1.2 million. $1.2 million from this from the state. So yeah, so that um mm. that was like that's the real life version, you know, of uh play it for the jury. Um, because they will <laughs> definitely be playing yeah. that for the jury. Definitely. So, and unfortunately, it's all about the shine you know he's living in hollywood hills he was driving a uh, brand new maserati you know he made a video at his mansion that he's you know renting for and just crazy amount and i'm like well yeah he got one point first of all how does edd send out 1.2 million dollars to like right what, what did he use it for that? like were they like oh we just sent that to that card let's go like i don't i i don't get it but yeah so um once again, I mean, maybe he's got the same accountant as Trump with his, top, you know, seven hundred and fifty tax dollars. He'll probably get off. Yeah, he whole show. No, I only got seven hundred fifty dollars. But no, so that that is kind of why I chose those two clips is because I think it, you know, it it speaks volumes and it speaks to a, you know, um, something that is it, it causes nigga moments. You know, going mm-hmm. back to next last week, mm-hmm. but deep down, it is some trauma that you know, we need yes. to deal with them and that our black men need to deal with. Um, it's uh, it's that I can't remember exactly what the what the saying was, but it's basically they they locked up our dads and then made fun of us for not having dads. Mm-hmm. And so we are our our black men are living with that knowledge that society thinks of them either mm-hmm. as felons or, you know, Children of felons that are probably having to do all this shit because they didn't have a father figure. Like that's that's the tunnel vision that a lot of white America has about being black asked, America. I, my dad came and picked me up, and oh, my mom and dad came to you know back to school night. And I remember a kid going, "Are those both of your parents? Like your real parents? Is is he your uncle? Mm-hmm. Is that?" Your? And oh, I yeah. was like, "You little shit! What? 
Like, <laughs> how dare you? And then I will say, like, two years later, we found out that your dad was doing something with somebody else's mom. And so your parents didn't stay together. But hey, wah, wah. that's the petty in the side. No, but anyways. Uh, no. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, no, it's just that that preconceived, it's not even a preconceived notion. It's just straight stupidity, you know. But when you had shows like uh, Good Times, you know, and you had yeah. you had James there, but. They chose to kill him off. And I know that was some other behind the scenes shit going on, but that just reflected what they were trying to not, Mm -hmm. you know, reflect by having a family, you know, that were. Yeah. So it's I don't want to say it's innate, but I think it is to those that don't live it. So to them, it's just. You know, what's that's the norm. Um, Yeah, I think uh, one of the themes that runs throughout this entire show is like we were talking about how Riley takes all of that stuff so seriously about how kids are seeing this and mimicking exactly what they're seeing and like I can speak to that from a point of view is like as we were talking I was remembering um I don't know if it was last year or the year before that uh what was his name Takeshi 69 went to Mm -hmm. prison I had a student who loved his music, apparently, and like was really heartbroken when he went to prison and started snitching. And like he his his idol was a snitch. And I'm like, Mm -hmm. he's he's a you know kid essentially. This what was his name? Whatever his name is, his real name is. You know, he was like what twenty. So he's a fucking kid who is facing like federal time, and is doing the exact thing that you would expect a little kid to do and that's telling everything he knows Uh and and he's villainized for it and i you know i'm not gonna say right or wrong or about snitching or whatever but just watching kids that i work with idolize and then get so crestfallen over their hero doing this thing that supposedly is so completely terrible and like the way that Riley changed facts mm-hmm. in his head mm-hmm. to fit his own narrative, that's exactly like the particular student I'm thinking of who just just wouldn't acknowledge it. Just it it just didn't happen. Mm. He didn't want to talk about it, didn't it didn't happen. Whatever. He he's in prison. He's fine. He's fine. It's fine. <clears throat> and that's um I think that's a recurring thing, but especially in this episode, like you really see He's just like, oh, yeah, the gangster shit. I got to go see my friends and, or you know, got to gotta go let him know that it wasn't my crew yeah. that, that shot yeah. him. And, and, you know, like totally playing at eight years old, this little gangster kid. They hit me with the gun. And then I had some dream right. that they were kissing shit. Like, I love how right. like, they, <laughs> right. like he brushed when over that When presented with, yeah. with the homosexuality, mm-hmm. with that toxic mm-hmm. masculinity that he had in, inside, he could not possibly imagine that his idol could be gay. Yeah. yeah. Because being gay is, you know, in a lot of and it's not black gangster. culture, yeah. especially, that's not something you talk yeah. about or, or you know, yeah. I think I... My dad, when I was a kid and I had a friend who came out and he was like, that's not real. Your friend can't stay over, even though, you know, they wow. say they're gay. You have to lock the door. Like, 
No. <laughs> and that drives me crazy because <laughs> in the black church, the choir director mm. is definitely gay. Like, let's be <laughs> honest. So I don't understand why we try to act like we don't know, like what we just look the other way, you know, because I, I am I lying in a, in a regular, in a black church, the choir director, the children's choir director or the main choir director is usually sugary sweet and that's okay and we all know it <laughs> and you know we try to act like when he brings his friend to church we don't see his friend you know but and that's sad and that's where it starts you know it's mm-hmm. it goes back mm-hmm. so deeply we can't just put it on um black men and say you're homophobic it's what we've been it's taught. black culture yeah yeah, yeah and it's black it, culture it's not correct it's not you know but that's something that once again because of our our history um. Yeah. I have two big takeaways on this, and one may be better served to the other half of this episode. But like, first addressing addressing the toxic masculinity and like the anti gay being gay um aspect. I also feel like the anti being like, oh my god, you can't be gay. Da da da. A lot of that is tied to also the notion that regardless of all the oppression that Black people have faced, especially Black men, no matter what you want to say, Black men have always been regarded as the pinnacle of sex uh, yes. and power mm-hmm. in the bedroom, yes. etc. In culture across the world, they got huge dicks. Look at the Kardashians. Yep, we just had an episode where Tom was afraid of the giant dick in the shower. Yeah, giant one, man, that was giant. Um, (laughs) And I think there is a sense of like they didn't censor that one, but they censored the dick in this episode. Yeah, yeah, I noticed. (laughs) I thought that that was funny. (laughs) They strategically did that. Yeah, that was no, no. uh, Interrupt me because y'all know I like to talk, but. I I think that so a lot of this and I I was happy we kind of talked mostly about politics today because when I watched this I was like damn how the fuck are we supposed to unpack all of this yeah. when none of us are like a a gay man or gay woman or you know it's it's t- a tough thing to c- try and represent this point of view but I think that is where some of this oh that's gay nigga shit comes from mm-hmm. it's like no my power still resides in my mm-hmm. sexuality regardless of all mm-hmm. the things and the dignity that society has tried to strip me of so um somehow like if you're associated with being gay that somehow takes away from this image that you are just the height and pinnacle of sex mm-hmm. despite the history of you know, all these powerful leaders, warlords, samurais, et cetera, mm-hmm. um, being gay. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. that might be better as a discussion we better unpack on the second half, half of this episode, which I also watched just out of, well, I'm in it now, um, which that'll be good. But my thing, <laughs> the other thing, which I was uncomfortable with unpacking here was y'all, like I said, I grew up in the hood. Um, it was not like the hood. It was the hood. Mm-hmm. It was, there were a lot of people who were really into a criminal lifestyle mm-hmm. some mm-hmm. people out of necessity mm-hmm. yes and, and this is also something right that i am really not the right person to speak to this is another thing i was like well how do we really address this because i knew people in it but unless you're in that life you really you really just yep. don't fully know it you hear things and you see things and you know like okay well i know he's going to go do a drop i know this is serious i know but like or i know they're going to run up on this dude but you really don't know sort of a lot about what really 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 goes on so it's hard to discuss but i know there are people who are in that life who don't necessarily want to be in that life they feel like 
this is the hand I was dealt in life. This is yeah. what I'm going to do. And I, and I can't imagine, or, you know, that. You're, so I, I, because I didn't have that same upbringing. So I can't imagine. I mean, when you're talking, it reminds me of The Wire. Like I said, I just watched it this, you know, this summer. Yep. <laughs> and that's what, that's, I mean, that's what Baltimore, and I'm not, I don't know, don't let me speak out of turn if that's what it's still like, but I believe it is, you know, well, crack's not a, you know, huge thing anymore. So it's probably not as bad. Right. But that was, that was a necessity. You know, you have the seven-year-olds out there on the corner and they're talking like grown-ass men. You know what I'm saying? And they're selling and they're doing this. But because that's because their mother's doped up and they have to be, you know, the parent to their siblings and they have to bring food in the house. And, you know, so there's definitely a necessity out of it. And then sometimes it's, uh, you know, it's uh, environment. Um, It's it's poor influence. Mm -hmm. Um, But then again, those people have that mentality and you get that influence because that's what they're used to, you know, and that's all that they know. Right. And the I think in this show, I mean, they moved from Chicago to the suburbs, essentially, is what they're what what they're playing at here. So Riley grew up probably tangentially to actual hood life, you know, mm-hmm. hood life mm-hmm. um, and is now in like this rich neighborhood where, you know, the the other quote unquote thuggy kids and, and adults that are around there are white mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> white and mm-hmm. rich um so it's really it's really fascinating watching how they're having this character uh go from you know <laughs> I keep thinking of of the episode that's not that's upcoming you know doing hood rad shit with his friends like I feel like oh, Riley uh, yes. is <laughs> we're gonna have fun with yes. that episode um <laughs> I feel like Riley that right now that's the mentality he's in. Like he's like I I want to be gangsta, I want to do this because that's what I what I saw when I was a kid, that's what I mm. idolized before I moved here. Now that I'm here, I have to be tough because all these white people are going to expect it from me. Well, he thinks and that, you know, the so, Bush character and the Rummy character, he thinks that they're like everything. You know what I'm saying? And right, right. You know, if they idolizes if they them. Were, if those two were kids, white kids, he'd probably like you you are fake and you know you're fronting and you're not really you know but because i think because they're adults and riley really uh-huh. does kind of think like an adult it's that you know aaron magruder is just a fucking genius oh my god but yeah but no seriously it, it just really makes you think about how we put our children in situations to be more adult than they need be um but then when they are we chastise them for that and we want them to be back in a child's place. And it's like, well, how can they? And, you know, they know every single lyric to get Richard I trying and you know what I'm saying? And, and stuff like that. So it, um, it's, it's when you really dig down and I love, I love, love, love that the universe provided this opportunity for me to see that tweet and respond to it because I would have never looked at the show from this perspective, you know, uh, in perspective, I was in college and high and we thought this was funny. And, you know, some of the topics were, you know, started conversations, but, you know, it wasn't, it, it wasn't, um, I don't want to say important enough to me, but it wasn't a point in time in my life where I needed to be reflective enough to look at all the the jewels and nuggets of this, of this show. So, yeah, I, and I love it. And we have, what, four seasons? Yay. <laughs> but I do want to finish talking about that hood culture thing, because to my point and to what yes. you're just saying, there are kids who are like if you're seven, eight, 11, 12, et cetera, you are sent out to kind of deal because yes. if you get caught, whatever, whatever, little yeah. nigga, you'll be out, yeah. mm-hmm. you'll be in juvie. Yeah, it's no big deal. 
Um, but then I think a lot of people idolize this lifestyle because black people do all struggle in this country. So when you look at, oh, I'm out on the street dealing drugs, I, I had to get into a shootout, DDDTD, it almost represents like this primal version of a war. Like it's, we're really out here warring to survive. And so I think it just becomes, um, what's the, the freaking word? I can't even think of it. When the part represents the whole uh, for the struggle. So that's why I think people love it so much. And that's why I think so much rap music hypes a lot of people up mm-hmm. uh, of all races mm-hmm. um, because everyone has their struggle and they're like, yeah, 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 I'm in it. I'm in it. And then you have a lot of people like Takashi 6 9 Well, I don't know his story, so I shouldn't say that. Right. Um, I'm not missing anything. And I wasn't I was going <laughs> to say Cardi B, but she, I think, actually, too, did kind of grow up, you know, prostituting herself and et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. But you have and Jay-Z who actually grew up in this lifestyle. But you have people who idolize it so much that they get money. They become mm-hmm. a famous mm-hmm. rapper. They mm-hmm. they become a famous whatever. And they intentionally get in this lifestyle, which is um. I think what they were trying to sell us that Gangsta Delicious yes. was going through before we found out what was really going on in his situation. Yes. Right. Um, which to a, people who actually have to live this lifestyle, like I said, I can't speak for them, but I'm sure that's probably a little bit offensive if they give a fuck at all because they're trying to survive. But yeah, that was just my takeaway on this episode and this bullshit and kind of like how I felt watching it. Like, ooh, how are we going to unpack all this? Yeah, this one had a lot that is hard to relate to as a woman Mm -hmm. period because Mm -hmm. a lot of it had to do with again that that idea of what masculinity masculinity is supposed to be instead of just actually believing that if you are if you believe it's masculine it's masculine like that's kind of my point of view but whatever um it's it's something that is only kind of recently uh, gaining traction in people talking about it and and talking through it. Like I'm really, really loving things like like Tumblr and Insta, where you can see highlighted like photos of same sex couples mm-hmm. that are black and beautiful and happy. Because when I was a kid, if you asked me about uh, gay black people, it would have been me staring at the sky trying to think of anybody who was out in the 80s yeah, group hall no but yeah no no, no. before that <laughs> yeah no there like, wasn't there wasn't I mean. <laughs> like when rupaul yeah when rupaul hit the scene when shit when love shack came out mm-hmm. uh then um that was uh that was it, one of the first times i i saw uh you know representation of black queer people yeah. essentially yeah, my husband and i were talking about it last so, night like laverne cox <laughs> Um, you know, there's this new movie yeah. that's coming out on Hulu that looks really good and she's in it. And I said, you know, I, I remember her being on making the band. And if you would have mm-hmm. told me that she would have been the first and like accepted and successful, you know, um, transgender, um, and I, I, I guess a yeah, woman, woman. Yeah. yeah, I don't, didn't want to say woman. I'm sorry that, you know. Live yes. that lifestyle is what I want to say because I see her, I see her truly as a woman, you know. And a black, I would have been like, get the hell out of here! Don't tell me, don't don't sell me that. But I love that she's so widely accepted and she lives her truth. And um, you know, and we've come a we've come a long way, you know, a very long it's, way. Yeah, it's 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 still slow, but 
mm-hmm. the but compared to you know kind of the history of just queer history period you know the start of all of the fights for for human mm. rights around being lgbtq was a black trans woman and that gets lost all the time mm. because black people don't want to talk about that part of our culture mm. like somehow it has been just pushed aside and pushed aside for so long that like not even trying to do it as like a a bad thing but like the whole term being on the down low mm. It was like, well, you know, that's my friend. He's on the down low, but I still love him. You know, it 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 was it was something that they came up with to basically be like, yeah, he's gay, but yeah, he's still okay. Like, what the fuck is that? Of course he is. He's human being. But, you know, our mm-hmm. we're still struggling with that, especially with um older and uh southern and religious black people. Yeah, and then the um, pastors. Yeah. Oh, let me not even start. Never mm. let me not even start. Because mm. some, yeah, let me. That's another whole. We'll talk about that when when. <sighs> it, but yeah, uh, let's just remember I said that and I stopped when it comes right. to, to, to it comes to uh, fruition. But yeah, no. All right. So so I'm I'm looking at the clock and seeing that we have now been hanging out for quite a while, and I think it's oh, about yes. time we wrap this up and get to our white people question of the night. Yes. Also, because I can hear my dog screaming in the other room and mad at me for not feeding them yet. Yes, so- yes. We know, I was like, nine o'clock, uh-oh, so- but, you know. Right, right. <laughs> like you didn't hear it, but Dean had to leave the room for a second because they are in the other room, very angry right now. Yeah. <laughs> like they better stop yeah. talking in there. She, why does she keep doing this? Yeah, I, I can hear, her and she's an hour fucking yeah. late. <laughs> and they're giggling, kicking, and I'm like, yeah. They're... Especially if I'm laughing, and y'all make me laugh all the time. So they're probably back there, like I hear her, I hear her. She's having fun with other people. Right? They think this is a joke. This is not a game. No. Uh. Okay. Uh, all right. So, so this is kind of a a uh, this is this is a question that is has been heard <laughs> uh, in different w- in different forms as uh, as uh, you know uh, whether you know they're but talking still gets asked. yes whether it's Black History Month or in this case why is it okay to have a BET Black Entertainment Television when we don't have WET so so the first thing I would say <laughs> to that would be what makes you think we don't have a WET? I, mean, <laughs> I would argue that 90% of media is WET or WE whatever media, you know, like it's, it's the exception to the rule to see a black person in something like the fact that we have to do movies and TV shows and all sorts of things that are made for and by black people is because Everything is owned and run by white people and we don't have actual representation. And even and this is what we were talking about before. BET is owned by Viacom. So BET is owned by mm-hmm. white people. Mm-hmm. And the the fact that like we don't even have control of our own media, like you can say all you want. Why do you have a BET when there's no WT when the truth is we don't even really actually have a BET, at least not the BET that we were promised when it started. No, not that it was when I remember watching Video Soul and, you know, my grandparents right. watching Soul Bobby Train. Bobby Jones Gospel Hour on Sundays. And, mm. you know, um, mm-hmm. I, this is what I'll say is um, we have BET because we are not a monolith. We are not all crackhead 
mothers. We are not all criminals. We are not all prostitutes. Um, we're not all just like uneducated, um, or, you know, sports stars. So in order for us to be able to show the true stories and, and show, you know, the, the range of who we are and that we live regular lives, that's the reason why we have BET, but now why we have other, um, entities such as, um, uh, what's the channel you love? Everything by Tyler Perry. What channel you love? (laughs) Bounce. Uh, bounce, but yes, Tyler Perry. Um, bounce, yes. bounce. Why we have, um, although it's you know it's turning into nothing but ratchet reality TV. Zeus, um, you know mm-hmm. why there are specific, you know, if you stream your television, I use Roku. You know, there are seven different channels that are black, you know, movies and and things like that. So that's why. Um, well, even just look at, uh, I think you guys were talking about this last week uh, about Real Housewives, that whole franchise mm-hmm. where most mm-hmm. of the Real Housewives episode or series will be white centric. And then there'll be somewhere like Atlanta where it's all mm-hmm. black people. And mm-hmm. like that's that's representative re- representative of America itself. Like there's a lot of white people that kind of get that power and recognition and then when they focus on black people, it's like, well, why are you focusing on black mm-hmm. people? Oh, mm-hmm. but you know, what about all people? And they fight. So. No, I can tell yep. you how many mm-hmm. basketball wives that were white. I can tell you, you know, um, Real Housewives <laughs> uh-huh. of, of um, New York. Um, it looks like Atlanta. The, yeah, the newest season, Real Housewives of uh, uh, yeah, Salt Lake. They look now. Yeah. <laughs> Those women are about no to scrap. fucking shit. Like, they are seriously. Yeah, they are that, don't you mean real sister wives? Yeah, yeah, of yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. TLC came out with that years like, ago. I have no. a couple friends who live in Salt Lake, and it is the whitest place I've yeah, ever been they in my life. Um, they have and the, a couple that are supposed to be colored, but uh, they're yeah, they're on the fairer side. And did you hear about this lady who allegedly married her granddad so she could inherit the family money? Okay, Ew. the lady the of fuck? color on there. Yes, Queen, Google that shit as soon as we get off this podcast. Mm. Ew. <laughs> All right. But my response mm. to this question would be like, nigga, what you talking about? Right? <laughs> Can I get a black <laughs> television network? Can I get a black history month? Because on some real shit, and like I told y'all, I well, maybe I didn't. I think I talked about it on Twitter one day. Uh, I very much as a kid, I went to Catholic school. I told y'all, like I went across the bridge, went to school with a bunch of like wealthy white people. And I only wanted to play with white Barbie. I only, mm-hmm. I loved Sailor Moon. She was my role model. And at a point my mom was like, uh-uh, nah, this is done. And she used to make me read like black books mm-hmm. to her every night. Mm-hmm. Um, just about different leaders, different cultures around the world. Um, but like the Tulsa race massacre, which we've talked mm-hmm. about on this podcast. I never, mm-hmm. I never knew that shit happened until like two years ago. I think there was some news story on it. And yeah. I was like, wait, what, yeah. what, yeah. Who? what? I never heard this shit. Yeah. Um, there's this one account, I, I sh- wish I had looked it up before we got hot on this podcast, of this guy who just breaks down like different um, African societies like back in the day. Never heard of any of this shit. And I just sit there and I read these things when I'm trying to sleep at night like, well, holy fuck, I never heard of this mm-hmm. shit. I was not taught nope. this shit nope. with my very expensive quote unquote mm-hmm. education. This mm-hmm. shit was lost on me. And I even said to the guy, hey, why don't you start a YouTube channel? Because I think a lot of people would be into this shit. I know I am because it's never been presented to me. It, so much of the story is not even covered even by black entertainment television. Yep. So, you know, you, 
you celebrate your Galileos and your America speeches and all this other kind of bullshit, I'm still in here in the dark. Like, oh yeah, who the fuck am I? Mm-hmm. What the fuck is my history? Oh, yeah. yeah, you got that shit for me. I'm down. But until I see that shit, I ain't got no black television. Oh, there we go. <laughs> I love and you. Mic drop. That is love perfect. you. <laughs> it's. I think that that's a good mic drop for the it show is, right it there. Is. I'm loving it. All right. So, all right. Thank you, everybody, for hanging out yes. with us tonight. We hope you enjoyed um, talking about whatever episode. What were we talking about tonight? <laughs> <laughs> Gangs delicious. Thug loving. Yeah, thug and love. Thug and love. Don't take this the wrong way, but I need you to get the hell up out of here. Hey, thanks for joining us again as we make our way through the trials and tribulations of the Freeman family. We hope to see you back again next week for a Huey Freeman Christmas. Want to know where to find us on the social medias or where to subscribe to the podcast? Just head right over to www.theboondockspod.com slash links. Have a stupid white people question you want to leave us? Email us at host at theboondockspod.com or leave us a voicemail at 760-933-8636. That's 760-WE-3-UNDO. Shout out to the artists who've created our intro and outro tunes. Our intro is hashtag make a change by K-I-R-K. You can find them on Spotify, iTunes, and Tidal. Our outro is Good Times by Audio Binger. You can find them on freemusicarchive.org and YouTube.